Freedom. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Justice and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, coming at you at a presumably really nice Friday afternoon. So, I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I know you guys have probably heard a ton of stuff about E3. For those who are very not keen on E3, it's a big entertainment expo, mainly for video games across different platforms and different companies. I understand that um, a lot of people probably don't like video games and not their fancy, but for those who uh, do have one, I decided that I wanted to do two different kind of things. I want to talk about the winners than the losers or like the more so like the things that really got me excited and the things that I'm like, I could have lived without watching. I actually watched uh, four shows to kind of, I watched three shows to completion and I watched like a couple trailers that I saw later on because I forgot that there was a show going on. So yeah, we're going to talk about those uh, three, I guess three and a half, four-ish shows, but we're not going to really dwell on them that much. Mainly because I think uh, we're going to go into extraordinary detail about it on Saturday at UNU Gaming on Twitch.tv. I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to be covering a lot of. If not, hey, you still get my opinions and you get new content. But I feel like that it's inescapable, especially since it was a huge thing. And we actually streamed a Sunday show, which was Microsoft and Bethesda, all on UNU Gaming uh, is a little Twitch, so go to twitch.tv slash show. We did about a six-hour stream starting around 3-ish whenever the show, uh, Microsoft show started until uh, Bethesda's wrapped up. You can get our live reactions to everything that happened that day, as well as just a couple awesome, really fun little games that we did. I uh, tried Ultimate Chicken Horse for the first time, um, a game that I'm absolutely bad at, and you will see when we do the stream, if you watch the stream uh, later on. And we also did talk about, we also uh, introduced Austin to Gang Beasts, which was really fun since uh, Kyle and I both uh, knew the game pretty well. And Sorry, there's a, I'm just seeing there's a doggy behind me. I'm like, hey, dog. Anyway, uh, so Austin was really uh, excited and really liked that game. So it was a fun time had by all. So go to twitch.tv slash show. Gaming to spell with an I. You tell my phone that because every time I try to do the link or something, it always changes the I in gaming to an O. Really messes up a lot of things. At first, I'm like, oh, did we get rid of the Twitch channel? I'm like, no, I just typed it in wrong or my phone just autocorrects gaming to game on. So, yeah, that's definitely really fun. A fun time had by all. So, the three shows that we watched, obviously, I just mentioned, we talked about, my, we watched Microsoft and uh, Bethesda's. I caught a little bit of the trailers from Square Enix. I didn't actually watch Square Enix directly. I guess you can consider it to be watched mostly directly because I watched people talk about it while they were watching it. Kind of like what I was doing with uh, the other two. And I watched like the first five minutes of the Nintendo like by myself. And then I watched like an archive later because apparently a character is released later down the road for uh, Smash Ultimate. So, yeah, now they have, uh, what is that, three DLC characters? We'll talk about it later. Hang on. So, I'm going to talk about the one that's the least fresh in my head, which was Microsoft. And, uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's really not fresh in my head. 
Um, yeah, it was definitely like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, Microsoft. So they released 14 new game titles, which I think is kind of like a little bit of an understatement. They released like six, they're talking about 60 games or something like that. They were, a lot of them were indie games. A lot of them were smaller games. So it's like, if they were 60 like brand new AAA things, I would have been like blown away. But the only things that I really kind of showcased that was remotely interesting was like stuff that I already saw or was already talked about a little bit. Like Cyberpunk 2077 was super cool to see a little bit more cinematics because I don't know if that's official game. I don't think that's actual gameplay. I mean, I don't know. When, I mean, there was like a, a playable demo last year, but there wasn't this year. And it was definitely really hard to like kind of care about this year because it was just a cinematic trailer. The only thing that saved it was the uh, arrival that can't in the confirmation that Keanu Reeves is going to be in the game. I mean, it was also double confirmed when Keanu steps out immediately after that trailer and talks to them about it. It was absolutely amazing, tender moment. I mean, the guy almost looks, looks like he knows like next to nothing about video games, and it's totally fine. I think it's like completely forgivable that Keanu's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I got the script, and I'm going to read the shit out of this script, and I loved it. He stuck to his guns pretty well. He was absolutely full and fun and hilarious. And I think he was definitely one of the best parts. It was a genuine surprise. And even I got a little excited about it. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, they brought back Battletoads. I, I don't know about you, but I think that was one of the highlights for me. Because uh, I think a lot of that revival in Battletoads came from Killer Instinct, of all things, when they brought um, Rash in. Yeah, like, Rareware had, like, a lot of random, like, revivals and stuff like they brought that killer instinct came back from being aware of a property with xbox really kind of sad they didn't bring that um they didn't even talk about the potential for a sequel to that game killer and the new killer instinct for the xbox one is like six years old but i think it's one of the best fighting games in the business and i really wish they kept on going with content they've got it through three seasons and that was a lot of support for that game which um, you can't really say much about certain fighting games. I mean, Street Fighter Five has like, kind of been dry all year of 2019 for their fourth big season. They claim they have stuff going on in uh, EVO, but we're not talking about EVO. We're talking about another thing that starts with an E. That's a huge conference. It's over the weekend. Anyway, they talk about Star Wars, which I don't care about like at all. It looks fine. It just doesn't speak to me like everyone else. Um... Elden Ring, basically, it's just every single uh, Game of Thrones fan can now direct their anger towards a video game because George R. R. Martin claimed that this was way more important than finishing his original stories and just getting rich off something else. So I think that's going to be really fun, and I can't wait for a whole like specific cluster of fans to be upset about that. Um, hmm. Gears of War 5, again, a game I don't really have much to say about it. Um, Halo Infinite, um, they have to bring back split screen or else I'm going to completely ignore this like I ignored 5. Very plain and simple. 
I will probably say that if they brought back Halo 5 and they were able to reintegrate split screen into that feature of the game for future generations, like they brought back Halo 5, I'd be like, oh yeah, by the way, we can now do split screen. I will play Halo 5. I will refuse to play Halo 5 without split screen because I'm not watching one person play a game when I can play it with my me and my friends. That's why I like the appeal of fighting games. At least there's never one person just playing by themselves. It's going to be really weird if someone plays a fighting game online and everyone else is just watching. It's very simple and straightforward on that regard. They also announced Project Scarlet, which is like the new successor to the Xbox One. Uh, Austin was basically saying we want to call it the Xbox One 2. I completely agree. If they don't do it, I don't care what the name is. I mean, it might be Xbox Scarlet. It might be really dumb. But, I mean, like, all the Microsoft console names have all been kind of dumb. They went from the Xbox to the 360 to the One. I'm like, does anyone know how to count there? Like, everyone knows how to code, but no one knows how to count. Pretty simple. But in general, I just, I don't know, it, it was fine. Okay, who the hell, oh my god. The re, like the website I'm on is like giving people grades, and I'm like, a certain company that we're going to talk about right now got a B fucking minus, according to this guy. And I'm like, I think B is for Bethesda cut you a motherfucking check to give them that high of a score, because Bethesda's E3 conference was one of the most ridiculous and stupid conferences I ever sat through. It, it, it's one thing when a company wants to, uh, you know, kind of just re- rebound after a traumatic um, year. Fallout 76 was a disaster, plain and simple. And I'm surprised that Todd Howard just didn't come out with his, like, fingers in his shirt collar pulled out. And he just shows up like, how's it going, guys? Um, yeah, that happened. That's a thing. Um, sorry. And, um, but it was a really weird show for, like, three reasons. One, it was really stocked full of filler and mobile games. Two things that I I would hate to sit through or pay for, and that's the conference. Bethesda, unfortunately, has a lot of my favorite games and favorite studios underneath that umbrella. Arcane Studios, who makes Dishonored. I love Dishonored. I hate how Bethesda owns Arcane and basically is a subsection of them. So if I say I like Dishonored, a part of me has to like Bethesda. But what really gets under my skin is the Wolfenstein and the Doom things. I don't want to say for a sec. I won't say for a second that I owe Bethesda a lot for making two of my favorite old school shooters into modern day masterpieces. But I will never say for a second that it's those motherfuckers is reason it's good. Those guys just bought it. They publish it and then they reap all the benefits. Being like, look at us, we have Doom. ID has Doom. Wolfenstein, I think, is also ID. <sighs> they brought back Commander Keen. Like, really, Bethesda? Commander Keen? I don't even know who that is. I should. Because it's been the same people who made Doom, but I don't know who they are. And it's a mobile game, of all things. And it looks just like any other mobile game. It doesn't even look unique. 
if it was just a stupid little platformer, like a Bubsy kind of revival, I mean, like, it's sad to say that the Bubsy games that are currently around nowadays are more interesting to look at and to watch and to even play more than Commander Keen. Really? Bethesda, you got beat by Bubsy? I don't even know who makes Bubsy anymore. I don't even know who owns Bubsy. I don't care. I'm just trying to make a very cute point here. I don't understand why this conference was so mobile heavy. Did you guys not see Blizzard? They have these huge CGI trailers for mobile games. They have these awesome live action actors and actresses who got paid. I'm not trying to say way more than they should have, but they probably got paid a crap ton of money for these really weird appearances in these games that like they now have to put on like I was in a multi-million dollar commercial and I just kind of sat there waiting for uh, this kid on his phone to make a move in a card game for some mobile game I think Bethesda did it I kind of just sat there and that's the end of their whole thing and um, they didn't talk about anything about Elder Scrolls 6 which is pretty obvious I'm pretty sure that's going to be a next gen title at best I really can't wait for people to stop talking about Skyrim because I swear they're going to re-release Skyrim when my kids have kids. I'm sorry, that game was never appealing to me. I liked Oblivion more between the very small amounts of times I played both. I just always preferred Oblivion. Skyrim, I think every person I knew just talked about it so goddamn much. I just started hating it. And the fact that they keep re-releasing it a million times at a time, it really drives me crazy. As a personal like pet peeve of mine, it's just, oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. It's something that I think is uh, really a shame. Hang on one second, folks. Sorry, I got thirsty. Anyway, kind of want to give you that realistic feel again, especially for those people who are listening uh, pre-recorded. Yes, Ian pauses the show at awkward times and gets a drink. He's basically an everyman. Yep. That's me, the everyman. Also, that's just how much I could care about talking about Bethesda's conference. The only saving graces were um, id properties, ID properties, uh, Doom and Wolfenstein. Whew. The fact that Wolfenstein 3 got announced, which is super cool. It's called uh, Youngblood, I think it is. Yeah, Youngblood. Basically, to play a co-op as uh, uh, BJ Blazkowicz's uh, two uh, daughters. So that's going to be super cool. Basically now has to give me that whole motivation to be like, well, it looks like someone needs to buy the entire Wolfenstein trilogy because you've just been so lazy, Ian. What did you want? Oh, games you really, really like instead of just really fun to play, but I don't know if I'd own. Well, now you have to get Wolfenstein, motherfucker. I mean, I loved the Wolfenstein. I loved the New Order. I borrowed it a long time ago. And I like beat it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever play that again. <laughs> and I think the same can be said about uh, 
the second one, like I didn't finish the second one, but I got to a point that I'm like, that was fun, but I don't know if I'm ever going to play these again. Like not to be rude. I just, it's just that I feel like they're just really great that first time around. And then they just get exhausting. And like the, what is that? The, uh, the old blood or something, new blood or the, the one like the really long DLC that was actually re-released in a physical copy. God, that game was really hard. I did not like that one at all. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I'm just saying. Sorry. Uh, it was just like, I didn't like it enough to be like, whoa, dude. <laughs> kind of want to keep playing this. That was that was actually probably the toughest of the three uh, original uh, things. Because that's technically Wolfenstein point eight, chapter point eight. 0.8 going to do some naming conventions uh, for like Square Enix to get a page out of that book um, so yeah I think that they'll be fine games I'm debating if I want to get them but I really have, have no choice now but I have to get Doom 2016 because Doom Eternal looks absolutely amazing and I love Doom I have the first game still on my 360 that I gave to my girlfriend and she starts playing it kind of gets all in the uh kind of mindset that we're gonna play this game and we're gonna have a fun time playing this game it comes out november 22nd i have it marked on my calendar i am excited for that um but yeah that's besides that bethesda just had a really weird and stupid conference i think now i think it's time to not to talk about the really weird things about that conference and kind of wrap up this first half of the show because I think I can squeeze out about 10 minutes of this weird shit that they were doing. Uh, let's talk about the one that's the least offensive out of the two that I think were just like, how are these guys like not being th- booed off stage and having tomatoes thrown at them? And this was definitely the first and more realistic approach of Fallout 76 recovery. Um, it's really sad when Outer Worlds... Um, the game that was created by the original creator to Fallout, the people who did Fallout 3 and then left Bethesda and stuff, when their game is basically the same thing as what Fallout 76 should have been, it's really sad to say that this game... <laughs> this game just looks so much better than anything Bethesda can throw at Fallout-related for the rest of uh, their time of trying to throw anything Fallout-related out there. I think it's absolutely a shame that uh, Bethesda is continuing to make this uh, property. I think they don't know what they're doing. I think Fallout 4 was just okay. Um, And I don't like Fallout games. Even, like, the best ones, like Fallout 3 was the first time I I played one. I played a little bit of New Vegas. They weren't really for me. I'm not a big fan of the whole huge open worlds. There are people who are, and you know what? If you can do it, bless you. But like that feels just so time-consuming for nothing to happen. Like at least Borderlands, it's like okay, this is your job now. Like this is your mission now. Like instead of just let's stumble upon mission to find the mission, you know, stuff like that that I just don't care much about or at all. Um, I don't know. In general, I think the uh, I think um. Uh, um, I feel like it's just so hard to talk about this without trying to not get upset. They added human NPCs to Fallout 76. 
Oh my god. They didn't have human NPCs? You know, I'm more that guy who just likes to hear, but Fallout 76 was garbage. Fallout 76 basically dropped in price over like 80% of their price was lost. There are, some, there are so many return copies of Fallout 76. You buy a controller, you get a copy of it for free. In Germany, I think it was. So you got to really imagine that it's like now like Austin who wanted to play. He's like, where are all these free copies I hear about? They're all 40 bucks still. It's like, because they fixed stuff is the simplest uh, answer around that. Which I don't... I think adding human NPCs should not be qualified as a fix. That's just me. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I think that is absolutely ridiculous that they consider that a fix. And, of course, the crowd cheered. We'll get to the crowd. That is something we need to talk about is the crowd. But before then, they decided to release uh, two more modes... One's a Battle Royale, 52 player, because, like, I think they don't understand that, like, adding Battle Royales into random modes now is a joke. Um, You know, I don't think every mode needs a Battle Royale, and I'm pretty sure that I thought it was Battle Royale-y enough. I don't know. I don't care. It's free for anyone who bought Fallout 76. Yay! <laughs> I forgot what the second other mode is. I think it's the human NPC mode. It's also free. Thank Christ, that's free. I mean, like, the the, the the Battle Royale mode is one thing, but to charge any amount of money for human NPCs is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> In, like, the worst ways possible. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Also, it's free to play uh, for those who are listening during the days of June 10th to June 17th. Let me see when that trial ends. It'll end officially Monday, uh, June 17th, which I just kind of figured out that was, you know, (laughs) exactly seven days away from uh, the 10th because apparently I can't count to seven. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm definitely having a rough day so nice out. I think that's pretty much where my mind's at, and I have some better news about uh, employment, so I guess I'm kind of just in another world. (laughs) I hope I'm in another world. I mean, you know, it'd be great to get some more money. We just get money, period. It's been a really uh, rough uh, first half of the year with no job whatsoever. Anyway, so let's talk about the crowd. We have five minutes left. Let's talk about the stupid pandering crowd who got checks to last them a lifetime. I mean, it's one thing to see a plant to hype up a crowd who's already hyped. But it's another thing when every normal person is basically saying your show sucks. And you have like a couple kiss asses screaming, standing ovation in the front row. Like, I don't condone bullying on any degree, but I want everyone who has a Twitter to go bully the fuck out of Bethesda for doing that because it's like, it's really funny. 
And if these people weren't plants, then bully them. If these people were planted there, they did their job. They acted like they gave a shit. But if these people were legitimately are like legit fans, then you can go bully them. Then you can go dox them. Only because this is a company that is so in the shithole right now that their E3 has basically been crisis management. So let's just basically jerk our fans off with, oh, I love Bethesda and Bethesda loves you bullshit. And then decides to showcase a fucking conference that people had to pay for. I'm assuming because it's open to the public for some so stupid reason. Why would anyone go physically there to a fucking conference you can watch in the comfort of your own home for free, minus your expenses of internet, which you use it for everything. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, it, it was just so dumb. I think it was absolutely uh, shameful that if Bethesda put plants in, they should have realized how fucking obvious they would have been. And, um... If these people are legitimate fanboys and girls of this company that is probably going down in history as just becoming worse and worse as the years go by, it was an embarrassing thing, and I feel like they should really be embarrassed on on any side of the fence that it's like either you really pay these people to be there to because you knew you didn't have you would think that everyone would clap for you. Because just besides that little group of people it was quiet as fuck in that conference room. I'm just saying. It was super quiet in that conference room, and you know why. Because you guys messed up big time, and now it's damage control. So you thought that paying people to go in your crowd would have been a better idea than just fixing your games. And for those who are actually, if those are again, like if those are legitimate fans, bully the shit out of them. I'm sorry, I'm not someone who likes to be bullied. I'm not someone who likes to say bully someone, but these people have no dignity for a company that can give a shit about them because if they were legitimately cheering, thinking that Todd would notice them. They are so fucking mistaken. They only care about your money. We have shown, we have seen that in spades last year and now this year isn't going to be no different they're adding human NPCs to a video game for free they have to announce the fact they're putting in a game feature that is so basic that it should have been there from the fucking beginning and then they have to then reverberate. They had adding it for free because someone out there thought, what if they charge for it? And they're thinking to themselves, maybe they will charge for it after the free period because they did mention it was free for both for people who already owned the game. So that's how you want to entice people to buy your game. We have human NPCs. Again, this is the second time I'm going to I'm going to talk about Bubsy. Bubsy 3D on the back of the case. Sp mentioned to there were collectibles and one-ups in their game. You are at Bubsy 3D level, Bethesda? I believe it. 
you guys get a fat D. And the only reason you guys haven't completely failed is because of your ID properties. Badoom and Wolfenstein literally being the only reasons that you guys were actually cool. Oh yeah, also that Deathwire game looks cool, but it's not enough. It is not enough. Your three games, one that we know almost nothing about, which you could have spent most of the show talking about that, showing a little demo, really kill some time, go into a lot more detail about Wolfenstein 3 and Doom, give demos for those. I would have been a lot better off, but no. You get filler, you are filler. I can't believe I wasted any amount of time talking about you guys, and I really hope the 2020 is different, or else I'm just never going to watch Bethesda do anything again. Just watch the trailers and get on with my life. All right, folks, that'll do it for the first half of the show. We'll be right back with Nintendo and Square Enix here for the E3 big-ass complaint coverage. My name is Ian Hand, and we'll be right back after these messages for those who are listening live. Hello, and welcome back to Truth, Justin, and Ian Hand Way. For those who are listening live or just joining us right now live... Um, and you're probably wondering, oh man, I missed this whole first segment. Well, don't you worry. We are on a lot of different platforms. All you can be found at apradio.net. On many different links to check us out on offline, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And for those who are currently listening to us on one of those many different platforms, if you ever want to catch us live and help us get our listener base a little higher up, my show is currently on Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm on many different other shows, specifically Weeb Wednesdays, another show that I just had myself, on Wednesdays from 5.30 to 7, I'm sorry, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Right after that is Tobo, or Thinking Outside the Box Office, with Austin, Albert, and I think Ben, if Ben's still on the show, from uh, 6.30 to whenever that show ends, but I just know it's after my show. Check them out. They got some really fun stuff, and I occasionally guest star on them. Not to mention, we also have a whole bunch of um, other great content. I'm also on You and You Gaming show on uh, Twitch, and sometimes we actually have that uh, archived on Saturdays from 1.30 to 3 o'clock Central Time. I also am on Lizard Liquors whenever I feel like drinking from Mondays from 9 p.m. to 11 o'clock or 11.30 p.m. It depends on what time we get done. It's kind of like whenever we're out of beer, we're out of beer kind of thing. So, yeah, that's really fun to do. Not to mention, I also sometimes occasionally guest star with Josh on his show called Space Dust, which is right after my show on Fridays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. He talks about space, and I kind of bring the little fiction to the science fiction kind of aspect that I think we're trying to do, even though I think we're doing two different shows at the same time. Thank you very much, and uh, just enjoy the rest of the show. So for those who uh, are joining us live, I was talking about E3 2019, and I just got done talking about the good and the really bad Microsoft, which I didn't give a grade, I think I'll give that a solid B because it was a pretty good show. Just nothing I really care about because I don't I don't have an Xbox and I'm not really planning on getting anything for Xbox anytime soon. Cyberpunk is something I can get on my PlayStation. Okay, <laughs> okay. And um, 
Bethesda giving that a solid D. I think I'm going to give it a D minus now because I think I think having an entire developer that really isn't you guys specifically holding you up barely isn't good enough and your audience pandering was really bad. Um, I really hope to God those were just really bad plants in your audience so that you guys are that starred for cheers that you had to pay people to give a shit about your stuff what they don't they just had to be like anytime we say something clapped that's sad and you're sad Bethesda so let's talk about the other two shows these shows I didn't really officially watch I watched the first five minutes of Nintendo's myself and again I think I watched the rest with someone else watching it um Luigi's Mansion 3 looks really cool um I like Luigi's Mansion it's one of the very few Nintendo properties I actually enjoy I think the second one I didn't get a chance to play really at all because it's on a handheld that I didn't really care about and yeah I think that's kind of it I hope they would port that over they haven't done that already I don't know anything really about Nintendo because I think it's really hard to be a Nintendo fan like now when I'm in my 20s it was a lot easier when I was a kid and it's just like oh I, I grew up with Nintendo so I had that nostalgia I think that's really really separates me because I'm like I'm like I just see all the shitty corporate things they do to people and I'm like they're just as bad as every other game company like, but it's Nintendo I'm like well yeah but that doesn't give them the, the right to be dicks and then everyone else I know is like, hey, but it's Nintendo. And it's like, well, okay, whatever. I think that's just kind of how I see it. I don't want to be a jerk to any Nintendo fan out there. If you really like Nintendo and you think they can literally do no wrong, you are wrong for thinking that. But I can't tell you that your nostalgia is misguided. Honestly, I have a Switch. I had a Wii. And I played a lot of the Wii U, so obviously I, it's not like I never I avoided Nintendo like the plague. It's just I didn't really care much for Nintendo specific stuff, you know. Um. With that being said, let's talk about the only property I really actually care about is Smash. Smash Ultimate had a really great DLC roster so far, with the arrival of Joker from uh, Persona. Even though I don't care about Joker, nor do I care about Persona, I like the music from Persona. I like the stage. It looked really cool. I haven't played Smash actually in months. I think a lot of that had to come with the fact that Mortal Kombat 11 just took up a lot of my time and a lot of my all-around just thought process. And it's really nice to kind of think about, oh, yeah, Smash was another game I really liked playing. I might actually start playing that again because I just I had so much fun playing it. And... uh Hmm. And then, of course, the DLC started showing off, and I never been so, like, angry at how boring the character choices have been. And it's like, I feel like the problem is, for this DLC roster, is that they're targeting very specific people. Don't worry, I know who else is in this roster, and I, st I know who else got announced, and I will get to him in a second, or them as a whole. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a specific group of people who want these characters in, and I can kind of care less. Okay. So, I will state for a fact, I don't care about Persona. I could have lived without Joker in this game. 
The Persona thing is cool, but he just doesn't really strike my fancy. It's not bad. If you like Joker, I'm not going to hold it against you. I think he looks fine, which is totally fine by me. Uh, but now the hero... Oh my god, that's a fucking name. From Sma- from Dragon Quest, the hero... You, you guys, I'm all for characters that, uh, you know, don't have names or don't have, like, personalities because they want it to be you. But you could have came up with a better fucking name than the hero... I can just hear the fucking announcer right now be like, the hero and his friends who all probably should have been in this game instead of him because they actually have names and personalities. Okay. Um, Yeah, I turned it off almost before the trailer ended. I don't care. I felt like, wow, what a waste of money the DLC pass would have been if I bought it. And I feel like if anybody bought it, really, I think 30 bucks for two characters that are like, okay, I mean, like, another sword character... Wow, it's not like we have, like, half the roster of 70 fucking characters being the sword character. Honestly, Soul Calibur 6 is like, you know, you guys need to calm down with your sword characters. If Soul Calibur 6 needs to say shit like that, because I'm imagining they're saying shit like that, they need to stop putting fucking sword characters in this game. But of course, I feel like they saved themselves with Banjo-Kazooie, so if I actually had to buy any DLC, I would not buy, I'm not going to buy this pack. Unless they wow me with three other characters, because I think now it's, I think there's six DLC. Five or six, but either way, it's like, I'm not buying the pass because I don't want Joker and the hero on my screen ever. (laughs) I never want to see them on my personal screen at my house. If someone else has them, that's fine. I'll play with them, but it's just that I don't never would want those two on my screen. I like Joker, but the hero is just a waste of space. So stupid, because that's exactly what we want. More sword characters. Precisely. And the most generic character ever. It's like they ran out of sword characters. They just threw in generic character protagonist from Dragon Quest. I'm assuming that's what they should have called it. That would have been cooler, in my opinion. They why, why, what's wrong with the Toronto Trigger guy? I think he had a name. I don't know it off the top of my head, but he had a name as far as I can tell you. But then, of course, Banjo-Kazooie came back and everything was okay. If Banjo-Kazooie and some other cool mascot got announced instead of the hero, I think I'd be a lot more happy. And that's the thing about Nintendo. They do something so stupid... They pick a stupid character for their DLC, and then they try to be like, oh yeah, by the way, we know that this was going to be a horrible idea. So here's like a character that a million people have wanted back for a long period of have wanted in this game for a long period of time. Again, like Banjo-Kazooie should have been in this game two games ago. They could have been in Brawl. I think it would have been awesome if they were in Brawl. Like, no offense to Snake or Sonic... But, uh, I think we could have lived without either of those two. I mean, Sonic's pretty important, but I don't know about Snake, nor do I know anything about, you know, any other of these characters that I think have came back as guests. 
Banjo-Kazooie is a character that I think is really awesome. I'm happy they brought him in. Literally, I think we only need Crash Bandicoot in terms of, like, the mascots of, like, the nostalgic mascots, and we're good. I don't think we need Spyro. I think Charizard is Spyro enough if you get him purple. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's fine. Without Spyro, I think if we just get Crash, we'll be all right. But yeah, I'm happy. I think uh, Banjo Kazooie. I haven't actually seen him fully. I was more so watching uh, the Yo Video Game guys flip shit, or just mainly Simmons flip his shit about it, which was really fun to see because I know how much he genuinely likes Banjo Kazooie. So it's happy that someone was happy. I just again, I don't care. I didn't watch anything else about the Nintendo conference that really struck my fancy. So yeah, it's a solid. I mean. Okay, let's just say, Ian's giving it a C. The objective game journalist is going to give it an A. It was a good conference. I can't deny that it was a good conference. The The Bowser thing, I think, was the best part about it, was the CGI Bowser coming in being all like, yo, I'm the boss now, and then like the new guy whose last name is actually Bowser for the uh, Nintendo America president to make his debut. I think that was really funny and cute and, you know... I think it's um I think he's going to be great. He's got a big amount of shoes to fill. Um I think it's going to be really hard to get rid of Reggie, but I think this Bowser guy is going to do great. I think he had a great introduction, so I think he was one of the best parts about it. So yeah, objectively it's a total A. Really great presentation as far as Nintendo goes. Nintendo does a lot of things differently, so obviously I can't really be that mad at them. But Ian's giving it a solid C. Luigi's Mansion's cool. The fact that Banjo-Kazooie's back. Some remakes are really cool. But I just don't care about any of this stuff. And the hero for Dragon Quest is like... I have to officially say the dumbest character in Smash finally existed. And it's the hero from Dragon Quest. 11? I don't fucking care. Anyway, C for me... But A for an objectively good... But it's an A. So we'll split the difference and give it a solid B. Because subjectively, it was fine. But objectively, it was really good. So it was right there. It's a solid conference as a whole for both putting my personal grievances with the company aside. (laughs) Um, Now let's talk about the one that I think a lot of people gave a little too much hate about. Um... Square Enix. Um, this one I think was really weird. Don't get me wrong. I don't really have much to say about Square Enix. And this entire conference. For uh, reasons I think is pretty obvious. I don't know much about the Square Enix titles. I think Final Fantasy 7 Remake looks good. And I might actually check it out. But. Everything else I just don't really have much to say about except for one game. And I think I need to spend most of the rest of my segment talking about it. Marvel's The Avengers. Okay. That game looks cool. The game is definitely controversial. 
And I think a lot of people were disappointed. They were rightfully so because I was disappointed, but I have to sadly state I think your anger is pointed in the wrong direction. And that's the only thing I'll say. You have every right because I am also not so happy about this, but I am very conflicted about this game. So let's talk about the things that bug me. And I think it was all from the Square Enix conference that it's playable at the booth only. They didn't show anything on stage. They just showed some screenshots and they only showed like in-game engine cinematics, but they look a lot more like they are cutscene related and quick time event related more than they are official gameplay related stuff. So to that, I say that is definitely party foul. I don't like that in the slightest, but that's all I can say. I'm also kind of wavering on the fact that that scared the crap out of me. Oh my god. Um, for those who heard that really scary sound, if anyone could hear it at all, uh there's a little dog there's a puppy in here with me and uh there's a piece of cardboard and it was laying out and it scratched its claws against the cardboard to stretch. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And I was like kind of scared, so sorry if uh you guys didn't hear it and I'm just talking about it for no reason. But um the fact that it's a live service game, they're gonna add heroes constantly to it. And stuff like that. I, uh, I'm excited, but I don't know how well that's going to work out. If these are going to be really actually super cool things. Is it going to be just like an all ending game? Is it going to be like seasons? Like season one, you get these characters, you get these realms and shit like that. And, uh, that's it for that. Um, and they say it's all free, so they can't uh, say it's not. So that's cool. The live service thing is cool, but I don't know, like, does that turn it into a more of a Marvel Ultimate Alliance kind of title, or does it still kind of keep that whole it's the Avengers game that's like Spider-Man, but now it's just multiple heroes? Because the game graphics, I think, look pretty sick. The game looks pretty cool. I think they can definitely do a couple more polishes with it, but obviously, I mean, I remember when Spider-Man PS4, the first trailer for it, looked kind of rough at times, and the final product looked pretty damn cool. I just hope that that same thing is given to them, but these graphics look great, and now I'm done talking about things that bug me. These graphics look great. I don't understand why people are so mad about the dumbest thing. Here is the reasons people are really mad, and this is the big one. I don't care if there's other ones. This is the big one that people want to focus most of their time on. They don't like the MCU counterparts. <gasps> what a shock. A game that has nothing to do with the MCU has characters that are not portrayed by the MCU actors. Do you know how expensive that would shit would fucking be? 
you know how bad the game would be because they couldn't afford anything else, but they got the likenesses of the fucking actors? Do you think the actors want to be attached to this? They're done being the characters. That is why we see them done. If you watched Endgame, no one's coming back. Maybe Thor. Maybe Hulk. Maybe Hawkeye. But everyone else is not coming back. <laughs> and also, I, I this is the thing that I think really gets to me. If you guys would actually, you know, realize that not only does the world not revolve around you, and your needs for really stupid things of all things. But also, if you actually, you know, take in consideration on two little things. One, Spider-Man PS4, one of the greatest Spider-Man uh, games, I think, of all time. And just one of the best video games of 2018. Didn't have Tom Holland as Spider-Man. It didn't have Andrew Garfield or Tony McGuire as Spider-Man. It had Yuri Lowenthal, a not-so-relatively-super-known voice actor, do the mocap and do everything for that character. And he has been cemented as his own Spider-Man. Where is your anger about Tom Holland not being in Spider-Man PS4? Oh, that's right. It's not there because it wasn't there. It was never supposed to be there, you stupid idiots. So why does Spider-Man get a pass of not having his MCU likeness? But how come the Avengers don't? And I'll tell you why. Because you guys are whiny little bitches. That's the only thing I'll say about this. You guys are whiny little biatches. And also... Here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen. The Marvel Gaming Universe is being created. Spider-Man PS4 was the Iron Man equivalent of the MGU. Spider-Man's supposed to kick off the universe of the gaming-verse. The Avengers are supposed to be that new catalyst for it. Let me make myself clear. The Avengers in this game are not the Avengers in the MCU. Those characters are portrayed in that universe. I'm pr pretty freaking sure that these characters are going to be in the Spider-Man PS4 universe. Across shared platforms, across shared this, across shared developers. And here is why. Because they want to do that and they kind of want to bring people together but through certain perks. Spider-Man PS4 is a PS4 exclusive. And if you guys, I don't know, paid attention in the conference, they said, and specifically quoted, that they are partnering up with Sony, and PS4 holders will get certain perks. That means... That Spider-Man from the PS4-verse might actually become a member of the Avengers in between the end of this, end of the whole, you know, um, City of the Never Sleeps DLC to his actual new game. He can just be a member of the Reserve. 
go on some missions while, you know, his being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man other places. Here's the thing about that. That's awesome. The characters look cool. And you know what? I'm happy they don't look like the MCU characters. Because, you know, it, it just shows that you guys are just whiny. And you guys drive me crazy for being whiny. I'm tired of your whininess. It's starting to bug me out. Okay? Just understand that you can't get what you want. And you know what? This game looks cool. Stop comparing it to the MCU. Just because the MCU is popular and is the most popular thing in cinematic history, in cinema history, does not mean everything has to be abided by it. Stop thinking that. The world does not revolve around it. Like 50 years ago, Stan Lee just created these characters for fun. And now everything has to be the MCU. We can't have change. What is wrong with you people? I'm a huge MCU fan. I grew up with the MCU before y'all even considered it popular. Yeah, I wanted to go see every single one of these superhero movies when it was kind of a very empty theater of just me and a couple other nerdy guys who had nothing to do on a Friday night. And I grew up with these characters to see go to a packed movie theater a week and a half after the fucking movie came out and it's still packed. Yeah, I was there when it was empty. And even if I, and if I can tell you that I'm happy they're straying away from the MCU and making it their own, it's awesome. A more fair complaint is to say that really Troy Baker and Nolan North are going to be two characters here. I can't see those characters as them. Troy Baker sounds like every other character Troy Baker has voiced with the exception of the Joker from Arkham Origins. And Nolan North, despite the fact he can do a good job, still sounds like Nolan North doing an Iron Man impression. I understand that criticism, but I don't understand why they have to be the same as everyone else. We can't have anything different. Because now I feel like that people are just going to be, they're going to keel over, get the likenesses, and the game's going to be shit, and everyone's going to be like, but why is the game bad? Because they spent all their money trying to get the likenesses to actors who went astray away from the characters they had to be for a decade. I'm just saying, calm down and understand this game could be really cool And it sounds really cool. There are a lot of things we definitely need answers for, but at the end of the day, just have some fun and stop comparing it to everything. Spider-Man PS4 is a great game. It had comparisons to Spider-Man 2 and people said, we'll live up to it. And when the reviews came in and said, Spider-Man 2 who? That's when I knew it was a good game. So don't fucking get your panties in a bunch because you guys are driving me crazy you get me stop whining that only that your specific version of a character is not there it's still all the avengers it's still everyone that we care about they're just being portrayed differently now i think square enix got a solid a because obviously this is a good game 
I'm excited for it. It comes out next May. That's a pretty close. That's like only like that's less than a year away. I'm excited. I like the costumes. I like the designs. And you know what? I think this is going to be fine. So calm down and understand that it's not just the MCU. Marvel Comics, these, these characters are all different versions. Next, you're going to tell me, my comic book does not have Chris Evans' face on it. Well, then that's a personal problem. Then don't read the comics. Don't, don't play this game. But just like people who like the game, who don't care, that doesn't care that the MCU isn't stamped all over the fucking thing, and enjoy, have me enjoy it. Let me enjoy it. But no, everything has to be your way or the highway. And this is exactly why I hate how the MCU and superheroes in general are in the mainstream. We get you idiots telling me a guy who would love anything to have to be this way or it's not the Marvel game I want. I don't care if it's the Marvel game you want. It looks good for me. If I can say that, okay, this game is better than one of the weaker Arkham titles, I'll be personally happy because I think the Arkham series untouchable right now. Spider-Man PS4 got close to beating the crap out of that legacy and I think that the MC, the MGU can do it so that it makes the DC games get better, making the Marvel games get better, on and on and on and on and on. I think that the DC games are great. I think the Marvel games can also be great. And with that rant out of the way, that has been True Justice and Ian Hanway. Hopefully more information about all the games I've talked about will be out soon. And hopefully with the game demo at the booth for the Avengers, hopefully we can get more gameplay. And hopefully it looks better than um, people are expecting it to be. Again, just calm down. Your anger makes me angry. I just want to like a game without having someone get down my throat about how I shouldn't. I'm happy this game looks the way it does. I hope they don't change it to appease the mainstream MCU crowd. And understand that there are people out there who like Marvel Comics and Marvel Comics characters because they're just great characters more than then they just made people a lot of money being in a movie. That's just my little beef with it. I apologize to anyone out there that might have taken it a little bit of the wrong way, but if you took it that wrong, that's your problem. So next week, hopefully I'll have a little bit more of a uh, less ranty kind of topic. I actually do have a uh, kind of weird uh, conspiracy thing. It's uh, X-Men related, since especially since we're still on the topic of Marvel. Um, kind of want to get back into more superhero specific things. So with that being said, folks, my name is Ian Hand. This has been True Justice Ian Hand Way. For those listening live, you have a great weekend. And if you're listening pre-recorded, have a great weekend whenever your weekend is. Not trying to exclude anybody here on that regard. Have a good one. Play some games. Read some comics. Watch some TV, have a fun life, and don't get mad about stupid shit. Because look at me, I got mad over nothing, because people got mad over nothing. I am sorry, I apologize, have a good one, regardless of your time zone and regardless of the day you're having. Namaste.